It's June and it's hot. Who's missing February? No one, but it is pretty dang hot, so I'm glad to see you all here avoiding the heat and instead joining us here on The Meteor. Today we have guest Tom Fisk, who writes a VR newsletter, so look forward to us interrogating him about all things VR news. He's a good sport, though, and in the meantime, I'm joined by my constant co-host, Bruin, so that we can interrogate each other. How's it going, Bruin? I'm not telling you. I was told to do that if I ever get interrogated. (laughs) Just... I want my lawyer present. I'm going to eat a lemon. Where's your lemon, Gruen? (laughs) You have to have a lemon to be able to to do that, to pull that one. I don't understand the lemon reference, but um, things are well here. We, I've been talking about this a while. We have finished getting the house put together. It's the sign is going up today. We're going to sell it in the hot market of Austin, Texas, and then get on over to where you guys are. Pretty exciting stuff. We'll no longer be a multi-state operation, but we'll be able to hopefully be a little bit more productive on some stuff, or less productive, depending on how ADD Gruen here is. Well, we can, yeah, we we can do a lot more in virtual reality if we're down the street from each other. True. That makes that makes no sense. It's the most logical plan ever. And so I got I got it wrong. It's not eat a lemon. It's go suck a lemon. So, what, what does that have to do with anything? It was a Simpsons moment that popped up in my brain. Uh, it was tight-lipped something, and like, what do we tell the doctor? <laughs> and he was shot, and he said, tell him to go suck a lemon. So that seemed like the most appropriate reference in my I mind. It, but... I thought it was some kind of thing where you can beat a lie detector test if you suck on a lemon or something. You just went away in there, just really trying to analyze just a obscure reference i guess if it's simpsons it's not that obscure but anyway we should (laughs) move on to virtual reality so here we are yeah we're already in virtual reality but i guess we should talk about it a little bit of bookkeeping on our end we put out a couple of music videos for any of you guys that are on the patreon We've got the John Wayne music video, which was an enormous pain to put together, which I should know because I put it together. But it's a full 8K 3D video. I guess you want to chip in there since your song. Well, I was going to say, what do you mean it was a pain to put together? I I sang it. Was it because (laughs) you had to listen to it? You had to listen to my voice? That's right. It's a like six minute song, so you know there's no shortage of listening. But no, it's just. Whenever you work with anything, AK 3D, oh my good lordy. People that aren't as familiar with that kind of stuff, that is huge. It is a yeah, you huge probably made, process. You could have probably made 100,000 bitcoins in the same time it took to process that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder, though, maybe I could have, hmm, I wonder how many Bitcoins could have been mined in that time, because it's a pretty strong computer that was processing it, and it processed, one of the things processed for like 112 hours or something, and then, you know, that was the longest, but there were a lot of them. Anyway, so yeah. that's put together, it's a kind of a Western song, country style, and yeah. an original from Gruen here, so that's... Not something you can find anywhere else. So enjoy that. And then one for me, because, you know, I can't be outdone by Gruen here. It's called Hello World, and it's more like a, I don't know, synthy popping 
goofy but meaningful. I don't know. That's how I roll. If it's something meaningful, it has to be also full of jokes because that's how I am as a person. But that's in there. I think it yeah. turned out pretty decently. So. Yeah, yeah I like it. I, I think I, I like the song even better with the video because, yeah, I think it kind of tells the story. So what is your influence? What's your musical influence? My own insanity. It just birthed from nowhere. I, I actually really don't know where it came from. Maybe like of things I listen to, maybe like little angels and airwaves in there. I don't really listen to much synthy stuff, but that's what I use. I guess actually it's kind of inspired by the fact that it's really, really difficult to record actual live guitar and stuff. It just, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So it just sounds like, which <laughs> isn't very catchy. So the idea of getting to record uh, some goofy, fun vocals atop synth is pretty appealing so that something can actually get made ever. Yeah. Uh, but just so you know, there, there's like this whole group of people out there that will find a video and just have it on for hours if you just go <laughs> they love that you stuff that. oh yeah well clip those two noises then anyone that's a fan of that and just like put those on repeat some good stuff yeah. out there top notch yeah. but anyway <laughs> Moving on from that, oh, I guess one quick note, since John Wayne's an 8K 3D video, every now and then we get comments about resolution of our videos, and the thing is, whatever platform you're watching it on, there's a strong chance that if it looks blurry, it's reducing the resolution for you, and that's not probably what you want. So just check the settings and just crank up the resolution. We Everything we make is at least 4K, so... You might be seeing it in less than that, and then it's going to look a little extra pixelated. Matters less here because we're just chatting on a meteor, but if you want to see that meteor a little more clearly or the sun in the background, crank it up. And you've had to tell me that even. And I think the settings on YouTube are right below the video, right? On the right side or something? Yep. Yeah. Check it. So, yeah, so check that. Uh, what else? Got a trophy coming in for Star Love from the My Sci-Fi Fest. We already mentioned winning an award there. Just because of the timing on festival things, we don't have any updates on that for a bit, but... Looking forward to inevitable updates from festivals. Hopefully they're good updates. But yeah, I guess that's the bookkeeping on my end of stuff I'm actually allowed to share. So uh, what about you? Anything on your end to share for bookkeeping, Gruen, before we move to news? Yes, there, there probably is. Uh, mm -hmm. That we have a guest that we've talked about a couple times for the Sam and Max video game that they've pushed their release date back to July. So we're hoping that we can get them on the podcast for the first Saturday of July. And worst case, it'll be the month after that, but we will let you know. But still excited to talk to them and see that game when it comes out. Yeah, I think what's funny is I'm probably like among the more hyped people because I'm a fan since childhood. But I don't know, hopefully some of you out there share that interest because to me, that'll be a fun one. So, yeah, that is a strong likelihood. I guess a quick note for the news, because we'll be jumping on that now. Since our guest is a VR newsletter writer, we're going to kind of dive into the news a little bit more deeply this episode. So uh, I don't expect there to be much to talk about in the wrap-up. So we will just get it all out of our chest now. Okay. Off our Go. chest. Off our chest. I'm going to get all the phrases wrong. 
I will not get a single okay. idiom right today. All right, I'll kick it off with the easy one then. The Vive Pro 2 and the Vive Focus 3. That's that's a freebie for news because that's some big news because they were teasing. Uh, can you remember how it was stated before? It was like just as big of news, if not bigger than the original Vive or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? When it was no. originally teased? Well, it was something like that. It was just like something really huge to look forward to. And so now it's announced. Now we get to know what it is. It is, in fact, a headset or rather two headsets. But it does look pretty interesting spec wise. But I've actually been seeing some pretty negative sentiment on it from the community mm. um, because it's supposed to be paired with older setups. So, like, I have the original vibe wands and they're the ones that you would be using with these and uh or with the vibe pro 2 that is it's still wired so you can use the wireless adapter but by default it's still wired and then there's still no eye tracking so mm. just a few things people were disappointed about it seems like a lot of the criticism comes against the controllers and i think in general Bruin and i tend to be pretty positive on a lot of stuff just because how we roll and to me it's not a big deal if i'm not a big fan of something because i just don't buy that thing easy peasy so yeah. i'm a little tempted by this thing still because i mean if my setup doesn't really change except for a better resolution headset that works for me and there's apparently a promotion for uh people just looking to upgrade their vive starting off but um mm. i see what people are saying i've read some good reviews i i think i i haven't seen a lot of bad reviews but i haven't read a bunch of them but the i know people are saying it has really good uh comfort and tracking and audio and and all that but there was one review i thought it was interesting that said the problem is well, the, the cost is a little more than a lot of the headsets and it is a bit of a hassle to set up i guess but the one thing they said that i thought was funny was it will bake your face <laughs> so it's hot okay <laughs> it's hot <laughs> it's comfortable interesting but hot it will bake your face bake your face so yeah. question What's more efficient, the Easy Bake Oven or the Vive Pro 2? That actually would be an incredible video. We need to get our hands on an Easy Bake Oven and a Vive Pro 2 and see which one can bake a muffin faster. Mm, I know which one I would pick. Which one? I would pick the HTC Vive because then it's <laughs> right there. When it finishes cooking, it's right there. and You could just eat while you're still playing your game. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the... The cows get the get to roam the fields and whatever supposedly tastes better. This is a free range muffin that got to watch a lovely VR experience while being cooked. So yeah. it's a happier muffin. Um, yeah, but, but that that makes me think about that smell technology that we touch on a little bit. The OVR company that is working on VR smell technology. I I actually reached out to them, but haven't have not heard back. And because I do want to find out some more about what they're doing, but they've got a little module that attaches to the mask and it, it just give you a pop of, of smell and it can change it like in 20 milliseconds to a different smell. So you get a pop of this and a pop of that. And, and I saw they had different scents like nutty, herbal, human, damp, zombie. 
no, wait, zombie. I, I couldn't really read what that one said. I don't think it said zombie. I think I wanted I mean, it to say zombie. Zombie would make sense. There's a lot of zombie games. And if you're thinking in terms of mixing and matching smells, you would just put like human with iron or something, you know, like bloody smell. No. Yeah. I wonder what they use for human. Just like, quick, Gary, come sweat in this vial. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It'd be really cool to get to get kind of in depth on that at yeah. some point whenever we can get some more information from them directly. But yeah, uh, it'd be nice to get them and HTC on the podcast. Oh, not at the same true. time. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, speaking of HTC, we should probably bring it back. But yeah, it would actually be really interesting if we could get them on to kind of talk about the obviously the good stuff as well as the criticisms because i hadn't heard the face baking aspect before but that's that's legit like i have the original vibe and i look forward to winter because i know that if i just am wearing like shorts and a t-shirt i'm gonna be heated up to normal temperature by playing vr pretty quick so <laughs> And that might be partially because my body thinks it's poisoned because I'm pretty motion sensitive, but it's still a part of it. Yeah. But, so I actually really like the Vive controllers. The one thing that stinks about them is cross compatibility with games that use joysticks and such are a little rough because with a touchpad, it's a lot harder to control joystick moving games, so, which stinks because like, I want to play Trover Save the Universe, but it's really kind of a pain to use with the five wands, but everything else about it I actually really like. But maybe it's just because mm-hmm. I'm avoiding using too good of headsets now because once I jump in something way more powerful or a better controller, whatever, maybe I'm just kind of be ruined like when you start eating good pizza instead of little caesars and you have to spend more Mm. and then you can't go back to little caesars right exactly yeah that's the risk but the other vive headset which we haven't even touched on yet was the focus 3 which is a standalone headset and for both these headsets it sounds like they're gearing more toward business which Makes sense since Oculus is using data to make everything really cheap. That's my speculation, but I'm certain it's right. But anyway, Oculus is a really good corner on the cheap VR headset market, so it makes sense that the vibes are more targeted toward higher-end users and businesses and such. So Yeah. Sounds interesting. The specs on these things are pretty intriguing. I agree. Well, there you go. We have agreement with my monologue. All right, your turn. What else have you seen in the news? Facebook has, did you see that they've got the wristband controllers for their AR glasses? Wristband controllers. Intriguing. Yeah, so they've they've got these wristbands. This sounds very futuristic. Um, so they've got wristband controllers that will receive messages from your brain and control your AR glasses. So basically just when your brain tells your fingers and hands to do something and they actually do something like you may think of a bunch of different things that you want to do, but until you actually decide to do something like pick up a pen, your hand and fingers don't do it. And the same thing. So this wristband controller will somehow know what you want to do, and it's it's beyond me. But anyway, wristband controllers, Facebook, AR glasses, supposedly these are going to be a big, big deal when they come out. But it's Facebook, so you're going to have to get an account for each of your wrists. <laughs> my left wrist Just is Sally, and my right <laughs> wrist is Bubba. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And they don't get along at all. They don't. 
No, that sounds very futuristic. I'm interested to read up on whatever you just read to find that, because whenever you say it comes right from your brain, that means something's interfacing with your brain, which sounds, I don't know about all that yet. So yeah. I, I'm definitely interested to read up on yeah, I'll, a little bit I'll send you a link. Yeah, I'll send you that link there. And it's just enough of a teaser to intrigue the good people out there. But if it's something interesting, I guess we'll talk about that more on the next podcast because that does yeah. sound like something meriting more discussion if it's actually promising, which if it's from Facebook, they've certainly got the money to do something crazy. So Right, yeah. right. And the other stuff, there's always, there's, you know, when I look at the news, there's all these different studies. There was a study saying that VR warps your sense of time. And I'm thinking, you know, I guess they're saying we could be in here and and we forget how long we've been in here. And that is just kind of like any computer game, right? Because how many people (laughs) realize it's three in the morning and they have to get up at six because they've been playing a game. You don't have to be in VR, everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the laziest take ever. Yeah. It flies while you're having fun. New development. (laughs) My mind is absolutely blown to smithereens. (laughs) Yeah. And the the other one was VR motion sickness, how to prevent it. And I'm like, yeah, I've got a pretty good solution, how to prevent VR motion sickness. Don't do it. Don't do it. For me, I probably mentioned this on previous ones, but Ginger really helps, as does whenever I haven't played VR in a while, it kind of gets worse again, but it's playing like things that only give me a little bit of motion sickness that I kind of get acclimated, and then I can play things that give me a little bit more, and it's less bad. And so it, it actually, like I've talked about this before as well, just it actually helps in curing motion sickness. You can just subject yourself to bite-sized amounts of motion sickness and until it improves and then it actually translates to other things pretty decently so it's another cool feature of vr i'm not playing games i'm <laughs> making sure that i can not get motion sick on car rides yeah but I'm you played that little mini race game right oh yeah yes no amount of ginger could have helped with that so I really think that if i had been playing a lot of so that's just going to require a lot of ramp up So basically, Gruen and I found a game that's, I think it's called Mini Racing X Dash something. I don't know. It's one of our recent posts, but it looks like a Mario Kart of VR that's actually out and accessible to people like us because we don't have any of those Mario Kart conventions. I don't know what they are. There's no Mario Kart place to go to near us. So anyway, Mm -hmm. so I tried this out. It is very emotion sickness inducing. I got to do one race and I'm surprised I did that entire race. It's pretty rough. But yeah, I really do think that if I had been getting used to like just the normal smooth motion such that I could just like fully do any smooth motion on just normal games with absolutely no issues anymore, I think I could play it with minor issues. Get a few races in. I don't think I, I don't really get motion sick in VR, but that thing, I, that was horrible. So I don't know if any amount of ginger or ramping up would have helped me. Yeah. 
It was fun. I will say it was fun. I'll give them that. Yeah, I could I could see how it would be fun. They just need to make it a longer straightaway so you're not just constantly turning. If, if it was just a longer straightaway and you're racing people, that'd be fun. Very true. I guess that makes it my turn for news, which this one's a freebie for me because it's something I follow as these different engines. So I've typically been working on stuff on Unity, but Unreal Engine 5 has launched into early access, and that does include being able to do things with VR, of course, and they're using OpenXR, which I'm really happy about because that's really good for cross-cross compatibility, which I had mentioned on previous podcasts. But yeah, Unreal Engine 5, that's a pretty big deal. They've been on 4 for a long time, and since 5's early access, it's not like production-ready quality for anything, but that allows for getting in there and messing around, which is perfect for someone like me who, I mean, I'm sure that if I had learned Unreal Engine 4, it'd translate just fine to Unreal Engine 5, but I'm so sick of learning. Everything I do requires learning other than video games. Every one of my hobbies, every one of the things I do day in and day out all requires learning, and I'm good at it, but after a point, it's just like, I just want to just do a thing. So getting to just jump into Mm. Unreal 5 instead of having to learn 4 and then 5 is appealing because I do want to learn it because i mean the meta human thing it's just so powerful yeah i'm excited about that yeah well maybe you need to take up a hobby like watching nba or sports in general because that (laughs) is something that you can just sit in a chair and just watch you don't have to learn yeah well i guess i i do have in addition to video games being my dummy hobby uh not dummy hobby people are going to be insulted by that but my hobby i can do when my brain's off but the other one I do pretty often is getting slapped in the face by an infant. He's almost one. And so I don't know at what point he's a toddler, but, you know, he, he hmm. really enjoys slapping and grabbing. So, Well, is he still toddling? He is now toddling. That is the thing he does. So until he starts walking, he's a toddler. I guess I have a toddler then. Neat. You do. You do indeed. The neatest of all burritos right there. And quick extra note, it was Mini Motor Racing X, the demo. That's the game we were talking about. We got the name Uh almost right, but that's what it was called. And shout out to devs that give demos because, you know, in this case, we didn't end up getting it. But if that didn't make us barf, it was fun enough that we would have bought it and we would have known that because of the demo. So appreciate you. Anyway. But boom, transition, because this is from Future Us, because the recording software stopped recording for some reason, and it's also apparently a little choppy, so so sorry about that for people who are watching the actual video. And it had done that before, and I figured it out because it was the laptop was unplugged before, and apparently, even though it's a strong laptop, it refuses to run at max power when unplugged, but that's not what happened this time. It didn't say anything about frames dropping, so I don't know. Oh, BS. That out. <laughs> I see what you Isn't that the name about. of it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, no one wants to hear about all that, so I'm going to... Just move us back to news. I believe we had talked about the Vive stuff, and we had just talked about Unreal Engine 5, but I don't think we had talked about Snap, which is also pretty huge, because Snap, which is the group that has Snapchat, so your memes are making them billions, so they're able to afford buying out Wave Optics for over $500 million, which I'm going to say is a decent chunk of money. But yeah, they're going to make new AR glasses, so pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of money for a company that I don't know how they make any money. Right, yeah, I don't know either. It's pretty wild. Yeah, and and what a great company name, Snap. That's just like, we should get the rights to the company name Fist or Punch. If we had... If we had billions of dollars, then I think that would be on the menu. But I don't know about you. I'll, I'll have to check my pants, see if I left a billion dollars in one of them. Yeah, or 500 million. <laughs> yeah, because you can have a gibberish four-letter URL, and it's still super crazy expensive. So having snap, an actual four-letter word, that's pretty intense. It's got to be worth yeah. a pretty penny. Agree. So have you ever played? Red Dead Redemption? No, I am aware of it. Also, okay. relevantly, because of memes. Good transition. Ah, So Red Dead Redemption 2 has been out, I guess, a while. But somebody just did a mod so that you could play it in VR, and I guess it's pretty good. And that's all I know about it. I haven't played it. I just saw that that was a thing. And it's the same person made that mod who... Who did the mod to, so that you could play? What's the one where you drive around and commit crimes? Oh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto on uh, VR. Interesting, because at one point Epic gave Grand Theft Auto away for free, and I mean that's not really my game genre. I talk about Ark all the time, and I play like League, but I have that one, so I, I think I even was the one that talked about that 100,000 years ago when, when we talked about that as news, but I completely forgot about it, so I'll have to give that a go, because anything that you can play in VR that's like a AAA title, I'm down to give it a go. I hope that it translates well, but interesting on Red Dead Redemption. I actually don't know much about it at all, except for random memes that come up on Reddit, so. Yeah. Well, it must be something good if it's if it has memes, and I always say, just like in the movies, if there's a sequel, then there must be something good, at least in the first one. Hopefully the sequel's good. By the reviews, it looked like it is. Yep. And somebody took the time to uh, VR a playable game out of it must mean that it's good also. True words about stuff, as they say. All right. Well, yeah. why don't we get going on the rest of this show? Yeah, let's go talk to Tom Fisk. Tom Fisk with the Immersive Wire newsletter. All right. We are joined by Tom Fisk. If you want to just Hello. tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and all that, we can kick it right off. Fantastic. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Tom Fisk. I'm the editor of the Immersive Wire, which is a weekly newsletter which summarizes everything that's happening in the VR and AR space. Been around since around 2015 or so, but the Immersive Wire itself has been around since effectively the start of uh, March 2020, which is an auspicious date. And uh, yeah, I've just been uh, following the trends in the industry at that time. This is my first ever virtual reality interview, so I thank you for giving me this opportunity to do this. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely unique. We we love it this way because you know you're across the pond, as they say, and and we feel like we're right here in the same room together. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, it's not every day I can talk to a big donor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's the real privilege, is getting to talk to an actual donut. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so Tom, what you, you've got this newsletter, and if people aren't familiar with it, if, if you're interested in current 
you know, any kind of current news and things going on in the VRAR world, the newsletter is covering those and it comes out weekly, right? That's right. It comes out twice a week. Uh, a Wednesday edition is like a digest of all the news happening that week. Best best for people who are just very short on time and just want like two minutes to know what's happening in the industry quickly uh, without right. being too verbose. And the Sunday is for longer I interview Right, you can and, dig deeper if you want, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So they want like a longer read. Um, and also, if you're looking for a job, I've got job support as well. So might be a good place you want to monitor for new opportunities. Yeah, job support, that's good. Yeah. So what is, what's the hot story right now? So I've been super interested in, I, I know, oh, okay, there's a few things happening. Um, there's WebXR, generally speaking. So there's a WebXR Developer Summit tomorrow happening, which looks super interesting. I think WebXR, generally speaking, is a great topic to focus on. And another one which I've just been interested in is like the announcement by HTC with a new VR headset. Because the Vive Pro looks right. excellent. And I've just been interested in all the specs. And uh, then I think those are the two main ones which I've just come to look at, which are like big, 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 big ones. But otherwise, just generally speaking, I've noticed like a lot of meeting apps being created and a lot of venture capital in the area. So I just have to wonder which ones are going to be more prominent over the next year, few years or so. Because they're all gunning for it. They're all, they're all trying to do as well as they can. Um, and oh, and also, oh, I mean, how can I not, not mention the spectacles as well? With the, um, the little specs which people get to wear. Like, how, how can I not mention that? And also the acquisition of Wave Optics for 500 million. One. Sorry, I, I know a lot about this. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of yeah. stories happening. But, 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 but I think the, the glasses are super interesting. But what, what are your thoughts on them? Yeah. So are you talking about a specific company's glasses? I'm talking about Snap's one, which they announced last Snap. week. Snap. Yeah. Okay. I don't know enough about it to... To really talk about it, I am looking forward to as these things come out to make uh, to make it more accessible for everybody and to Absolutely. you know yeah so and then Apple is probably working on something that's going to change the face of it at some point. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's in the next year or two or whatever, but yeah, it's interesting. Snap, we didn't even know they had a first generation until they were coming out with a second generation. Yeah, this or is, is the, the third generation. generation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it seems so that, like, like the battery life is only like half an hour as well. There's like barely any battery with it. So you, it's literally like you're putting on a pair of specs for half an hour and then you're done. <laughs> have you had them on? No, no, I haven't. I, I do want to try them on at some point, though. I think it's best yeah. to think of these as the, um, the developer edition, if that makes sense. So this is just mm. for like people play around with and then we'll see how well they do i don't know like what's more interesting to me is like the mapping technology associated with it like the idea of just tweaking like the virtual layer of the real world is a very exciting concept to me um but i don't know like uh the, the hardware is not quite there yet it's being in a, it's, it's we're trying to innovate further on it but it still needs some work yeah so what got you into VR? Where was the start? The start was, um, I think like many, it's through video games. I went to a meetup in London, and they showed Pac-Man in virtual reality where you're stuck in a maze trying to run away from ghosts. Mm. And, yeah, mm -hmm. I know. What, what a traumatizing first experience, Myra. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's how I started. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, there's like more to it than just games. There's everything else, like collaboration, 
and meeting up with people and all sorts of other things. So I just became super interested in just like charting what's happening with him, just writing a lot. I published a book last year about it called The Immersive Reality Revolution, which kind of condensed everything in a very poorly worded way. But that was just, yeah, it's, just, it's a passion area, you know? It's like, you know how like sometimes you get like a hobby, you just kind of latch onto it. Um, then mm-hmm. I think that was just kind of the case with me. I mean, must be the case, the case with both of you as well. Like when you were younger, did you like have a hobby which you just became obsessed by by any chance? Apart from this one, obviously. Sure. Um, like music and stuff. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. Music. Games. Music, games. Yeah. Kind of the same Rock, for both of us, yeah. probably. Some jogging, some uh, running. Some- no, it's fair. I mean, uh, I actually picked up uh, running recently and because it's a good way of clearing the mind. So that's on sport for me. Yeah. It's like a thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's if you got the, um, you got the snap say? air glasses while you're out jogging, then you don't even have to ditch the virtual worlds to go do your laps. That could yeah. be fun. I like the idea of maybe picking up some crates along the way while running or just sitting in some go. stuff. But but, the, yeah. but they need to be like designed for that because I I like I wear glasses normally. Um, and I just can't picture wearing glasses while running, personally, or doing any other sport. Oh, yeah, that's true. They'll, have, they'll need to be designed for it, I think. Yeah, glued to your face, yeah. <laughs> well, they do have sports goggles, you know, they, they'll probably make attachments to make them easier, better in the future, but right now, that's probably not their their main market. I don't know. But, so, I don't think we've ever talked to anybody about Pac-Man VR. I didn't even know that was a thing. Did you, Tyler? No. I've never seen it. Is well, it like honest, arcade style? I, found it, I just found it like just while in a meetup, honestly. Um, I just found it in a meetup and, and I, uh, and I just tried it out. I don't even know if it's like public. I just remember in 2015, uh, that's a game I played. And yeah. if it is online, amazing, but I, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, we're waiting for oh. Mario Kart VR to, to hit the homes. I know it's already in arcades, but that's going to be the big one oh. for us. Well, in arcades, I tried the one in London, the Mario Kart arcade one. Have you, have you guys played it before? Comment. Have not. No. So it's it's the best. Uh, it's just one. It's one one race level. It's quite randomised. It's mostly just a case of just showcasing how ooh is in VR and the actual capabilities is just not as close. It was also expensive, so you have to pay like. Um, eight British pounds to play, which is quite high for an arcade. Because usually in arcade, you pay what, like a pound or equivalent of a dollar, maybe mm. two dollars. Like, do you really, like? I think I mean, AR, VR arcades are coming back for certain. They are. So there's a lot of money flowing back yeah. into them again, at least in the UK anyway. So there's a few cropping up in the north of England, for example, as well as in London. So investors expect there to be a bounce back once the pandemic passes. So they're just investing now for that new normal. Yeah, I think they're reopening here too. So the WebXR you mentioned, can you dumb that down for me? Like, what is exciting about WebXR? And yeah, what's what's the story there? Well, the story there is just, it, it makes it more frictionless to enjoy immersive experiences. So the apps to do con is you can click um, the immersive experience via web browser. So instead of downloading an app, clicking through an app and navigating to a room, you click a URL and you're there, which just makes it way easier. 
Um, but there are, but there's, se- there's several as well, though, because, for example, we're not able to run something significant as VR chat in WebXR. You can't. It doesn't have the capabilities. Um, and also, there are some other elements where just like tracking might not be as good. But the pro is that uh, it's a lot easier for anyone to access immersive experiences. And to me personally, I think that's one of the most significant criteria you should be following through with. Yeah. Is there a uh, leader in that? Is there is what's where's the place to go? Oh god, there's, there's several players in it. Uh, so uh, I, I know Google has um, unveiled a framework want to build some massive experience. If you want to go around that, then you can find it. Um, so, but that's for virtual reality. And also there's some other providers uh, like Metaverse who also provide like a, an engine where you can create and deploy WebXR experiences. Um, but other than that, it just seems like a little area where there's... Oh, and also it depends which language you use as well. There's um, 3.js, there's uh, JavaScript, where you can like create these within a website and then deploy them via the website. And oh, an A-frame as well. That's another language, and it it takes time. But like, if you wrap your head around it and you give yourself a weekend, you can create some simple experiences which you can show your friends. It's cool. Gotcha. Yeah, that kind of stuff is pretty nice. Where like all the things you're saying are less ideal, seem like they're pretty doable to conquer, like the tracking or whatever. Where if it's just like all around easier than if you can you know make it so it can handle VR chat over time or improves the tracking or whatever, then whatever is easiest for people and gets everyone in sounds like a pretty cool thing worth tackling. So that's well, absolutely yeah. I completely I completely agree. Is is that something that Oculus is is it easy with the quest that you're using, for example? Well, the Oculus comes uh, built in with uh, the capabilities where if you click in it via the Oculus browser, it just jumps into an immersive experience. Right. Right. I just didn't funny. know if, because Oculus seems to like to have you in their own little platform. They do indeed. And I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of developers which are exploring the area regardless, and they just are innovating in the space. So, and oh, back on the arcade, the the one that's in Austin, Texas, and it's all over, and it was invested in heavily by a lot of famous actors and actresses, is uh, Sandbox VR. Are you familiar with them? I am familiar with them, yeah. Yeah, and they had gone into bankruptcy, but they came out. Yeah, well, they're not. I don't think they're based here, but they had they had a location here, and it. I mean, it's still here, and it's reopened. They came out of bankruptcy. They went into bankruptcy during the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I, and I read that they came back out of that. So they're opening their places. I know. Very cool. Um, I yeah. I look forward to. I I went to Austin uh, in 2018 to go to South by Southwest. I mm, love yeah. the city. And yeah. um, I would love to, to see more stuff like arcades in the future. Obviously, the, the yeah. food in that city is fantastic. I love the area so much. Yeah. Did you have a favorite? Did I have a favorite? Barbecue. I, 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 I'm, par- I'm, par- I'm partial to barbecue. Uh, I like yeah. the grits, which you have there. It's just absolutely fantastic. It's not just like barbecue. You usually have a lot of different cuisines there in the city. Um, yeah. Which is just great. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, are there? Do you have plans to be back to the different VR 
um, shows and, and exhibits and things in the U.S.? Is there is there a big one coming up that you're going to? <sighs> What's coming up soon? Um, there's VRTO. I don't know if that's based in the U.S. Um, so that's the most recent one coming up. There's also the VR and AR Global Summit, which is coming up in like a week's time. But um, that's not in, in VR. That's a hop-in. It's just what profession industry professionals just networking basically that's that's one issue not issue one thing which i'm just trying to bear in mind is just we're in a tiny bubble aren't we like mm. people just tend to just talk to each other in like this nice neat little bubble it's very dif difficult for them to poke out into anywhere else and go like hi we exist <laughs> mm -hmm. and then whenever we do it's just for either a venture capital reason or for a weird reason no, I don't know. I, I think disrespectful. It's, it's not a weird reason to say. It's an idiosyncratic reason. Let's put it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the reason that came to mind was um, there was a uh, a furry convention which uh, recreated the Four Seasons, which um, the Trump administration accidentally booked into, and they recreated <laughs> in a in a virtual world, and that popped out into virtual news. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 being unfair to say. It's not weird, but it is definitely idiosyncratic, to say the least. Not familiar well, with that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to hard pivot into a thing that you guys uh, inspired. Uh, so food in VR. So you guys are talking about barbecue in Austin, and it sounds like you are well-versed in all things happening in the VR space. And one thing we had talked about before is like how, how you know you can do so much in VR, but you can't really smell or taste anything. And I'm curious, mm -hmm. like, there've got to be people experimenting with some sort of sensation thing. Have you heard anything about anything like that in all your uh, research and news gathering? I come across it from time to time. Um, but the reason why it's not viable is because of the financial investment. Because bear in mind, when it comes to food, it's such a low-margin industry where they don't earn much of a profit unless they do it at such massive scale. And since VR headsets themselves are quite expensive, um, yes, they could create a VR experience where you wear it while eating food and get all the sensory impact. But it's not worth it investment-wise, which is why it's just not as uh, applied as much compared to other areas. I don't know. Have you have you come across it yourself? Right. Well, I did so just this morning in in the news know. this morning, there's a there's a company called OVR that is on the uh, they're on the path to to conquering the virtual reality smell detector uh huh. that's what i was gonna say is uh I, I wasn't really expecting a good food answer but smell yeah because like if you can walk through a forest and smell burning yeah. you know you know that kind of thing run you know to run yeah, you know to run. If you smell <laughs> uh, steak, you know to visit that nearby building. But, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Good timing. But I assuming the smell one. Okay, so I'm going to back, I'm going to say, like, when it comes to food, absolutely. When it comes to smell, I agree with you because adding some sort of, like, smelling component, one of the core senses, is quite cool. Um, like, did, did you enjoy what you did with OVR this morning? Was it fun? I just saw it was a news article. It, it made the news. Yeah, I didn't actually get oh, to try it good. out. Yeah. I'm sure, the, I think they're just developing it. And so I'm sure there's going to be some $300 thing you're, you're going to have to buy to put under your mask and then, or your headset, and then it's going to be like a mask. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then you'll you'll have to buy the capsules to refill all the different smell possibilities. I'm that's a guess. Think, who knows? Who knows? But I think that's a. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think that's a great idea. Um, it's just a question of financial investment and that it smells good enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it also has to be something that people are willing to like actually adopt because if it's like yeah we have two smells we've got banana and burnt char smell it's like okay i think it's kind of a cool concept but i don't think i need to have that in order to play more half-life alex or anything so it, it has yeah. to actually be good enough that people get it without being so ridiculous that it's like cost prohibitive it's got to be a good balance of a lot of things so Absolutely. it's probably like the color chart. If you've got five smells and then with combinations of those five smells, you can get 3,500 smells. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> a very, that's some cool tech right there. Like, what a yeah, time to be alive. I just invented it. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that so, would be the idea, though. Yeah. Now you've got me curious, though. What are you thinking is coming around in VR food? Or what are you hoping to see? I'm I'm not <laughs> understanding the uh, you t Tyler. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't realize. Uh, no, I just was curious if anything had popped up. I wasn't really expecting to hear much. And yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Tom. About yeah, it's like unless you're going to hire someone as a you know minimum wage guy to come feed you a burger while you're in the tavern in the vr space it's going to be like not a <laughs> likely thing to be put together but uh yeah I, I was just curious if there was anything because i hadn't heard of anything but he seems well versed in news so oh yeah <laughs> yeah okay so let's put tom on the spot and okay. you, you you know everything that's that's happened for quite a while in the vr space and what's happening now if you you had a crystal ball looking into the future. What do you see coming that's going to be cool? Uh -oh. uh, hello? I, I think he was just saying, what do you see coming that's going to be cool? Oh, sorry. It's yeah. just there was an internet connectivity in which there was an issue. Okay, so uh, what's going to be coming up, which I think will be very cool, is um, I think I... I mentioned WebXR stuff because I think seeing all these developers create web-based experiences is going to lead to a really interesting array of new items. Um, so that's uh, generally speaking. Uh, what excites me is more um, single-player experiences in virtual reality. Um, so it's more of a continuation of what we're currently seeing. I just want to see more of them, more arcade ones, more story-based ones. Just give me more immersive content to enjoy and which is really amazing, but more like holistically, I, I, I think I mentioned this, but I genuinely think 3D mapping tools are the coolest area with immersive currently. The idea mm. of painting the world and then users have the option to interact with it, it's, yeah. it's a really compelling one, and it's a, it's a micro-metaverse sort where people can play around with a can canvas of land. Now, it's up to companies and how they want to use it, Maybe they want to like control however users can actually interact with it or not. But if they don't and they let users do what they like, I think that'll be really cool. And I, I can't wait to see all the creativity that'll come out of it. Yeah. That is yeah. Cool. Okay. 
So now what about like 10, 20 years from now? <laughs> what do you, what do you uh, predict or what do you want to see? Even if, even if nobody has it on their radar. There's a wonderful saying where, um, it's not even a saying. So like in the 1900s, a German chocolatier, um, made postcards of how they, they envisioned the year 2000. And all the inventions mm -hmm. are variations of what they had back then, but tweaked. So for example, there were blimps up in the sky, for example, or like, um, da Vinci style gliders, which were up in the air. Um, and I think it's, it's very similar situation where we're in now where like any predictions I make are going to be tempered by what I know now, not taking into account innovations in the future. So bearing that in mind where it's, it's going to be wrong. I know it's going to be wrong, but what I envision it is, um, I think we're going to see a network of multiple metaverses, which are not compatible with each other. I think that's what we will see. I think we'll see lots of separate virtual worlds which are not interacting. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to predict something that we don't even, we can't even conceive of right now, like time travel. But, you know, maybe we just do time travel through VR. But the, did you ever see the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report? Yes. So that's, that's an obvious one. And that's, you know, but that's not super creative. They've already, created that in Hollywood, but that should be a thing for sure, whether you're in virtual reality or not. You just have all the information in front of you at your fingertips, and it's just floating in the air whenever you want it. But that's more, but that, for, that's more for glasses rather than uh, headsets, right. surely. Right, right. More the, more the, the snap specs. Yeah. I mean, no, but I've seen lots of workers use um, headsets sets as well. That's, I mean, business-wise, there is a business case for having working remotely with a VR headset, which you just work in all day. There is a business case mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what about yourself personally? Any uh, hobbies, pets? Um, what do you do when you're not in VR? Uh, so while I'm not doing, uh, I've, I've been painting some Warhammer. I recently got a PS5. So if I'm honest, I've just been playing a lot of PlayStation. I completed Miles Morales in over two days, which I, is both a symbol of like how long I waited the PS5 and also how few friends I've been seeing recently. And <laughs> um, otherwise, I've been painting Warhammer figurines recently, and I want to read more. I really, really, really want to read more books, but I just don't have the concentration at the moment. Um, and it's, it's a personal flaw of mine. I just want to fix that at some point. Uh, what about you guys? What have you been up to when it comes to those hobbies? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a lot of house fix ups and, uh, it, it's just it consumed all my time in the last month. Um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's a good, it, the things I can do and, you know, I'm learning a lot about, Home repair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it because you want to or because you have to? Um, well, I, I kind of have to because we're going to put our house on the market. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, Austin is booming and we're going to take advantage of it. 
No, absolutely. There's a lot. It's growing really quickly. And I know there's so many companies that's opening up there. It's like, it's like a kind of a new tech hub, basically. Not even new. It's been, it's been like a techie area for many, many years. It's exploding that role recently. Yeah, yeah. And Tesla has a presence here and a lot of, a lot of famous folks that have moved here and, you know, they're doing their podcasts and talking about Austin. And anyway. What about you, Tyler? Well, fixing up house stuff is already taken. So, because <laughs> I'm also fixing up a lot of stuff over here at my place. But uh, in addition to that, uh, I've been, do you know the game Ark? Uh, you can aim dinosaurs yeah, and ride them and stuff. It's, and it's got really, really good graphics. Uh, it's hard not to bash the number of bugs and how gigantic the game is unnecessarily, but it's super duper mm. fun. So, been playing a lot of that with some friends. So, yeah, you can't argue against dinosaurs. I mean, that's a great way to pass the time. Agreed. I really, I've tried multiple times to play it in VR, and it's been wonky. So, I, but I'm not <laughs> done trying. I'm going to try it again. So. <laughs> no, the idea of riding a dinosaur in VR sounds fantastic. I've contemplated playing a game like Subnautica in VR, but I do want to sleep. And rather than have nightmares, <laughs> I might not. See, I'm already not sleeping, so I, I've i definitely already tried uh, Subnautica in VR, but it's kind of buggy, so I'm hoping to try it again. I did see that they built a mod for it, or someone built a mod for Subnautica, so, uh, or to make it VR, so hopefully uh, the actual developers aren't doing a good job with VR that the fans are. So that, so that we can share in the nightmares of deep sea creatures murdering us in VR, because that'll be fun. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't look forward to it, but I look forward to the YouTube videos about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Don't worry, there. I can definitely provide that. Provide a <laughs> a, a good Perfect. one. So I guess to wrap it up, I'm going to bring it back to your site. Do you have a favorite article you've written or just like one you're most proud of? Like just the cream of the crop. This um, is the most interesting thing or something. What stands out? Uh, there's two, two articles come to mind. Uh, the first one was I tr I'm trying to make an argument that uh, we're using the word metaverse a bit weirdly at the moment because everyone's own definitions of what metaverse is. Um, so I, I made an argument proposing that we should create a new subsection called a macro metaverse, which is one which is all-encompassing, um, and then several micro metaverses, whereas like the smaller worlds so don't really interact with each other. So VR chat would be a micro metaverse, for example, like it exists right. within its own sphere. And then the macro metaverse would be one where virtual worlds all interact with one another. Um, so that's one article. The, the second article was, it's very recent because um, I visited a uh, an augmented reality components company in February 2020, and they based in Oxford. They seemed quite cool. The uh, components they made went straight over my head. I don't, like, it's such complex technology they work with um, when it comes to bending light. But it was really cool to visit them and see how they function and what business they were up to. Then I found out about five days ago that they were bought by Snap for $500 million. And then mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow. 
Well, that, that really cool company I visited, they, they've done really well for themselves, haven't they? <laughs> so uh, I, I looked back at the article I wrote about the company in February 2020, and um, it was just me just like, going like, I don't understand what they're doing, but they seem cool, which is a nice summary. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you helped them get $500 million. Yeah. Oh, absolutely Oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no. I yeah. really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Just reach out. Uh, so where was my 10% commission that... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but no, it's been really nice. nice to chit-chat with you guys. Um, this is just thank you for, again, thank you for doing my first VR interview. This was really fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks well, for we'll give on. links... We'll give you your link to uh, subscribe to your newsletter and whatever else. We'll we'll put it below the video, and then people can start uh, receiving that. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, to the audience, if you just want like a, a short digest of what happens uh, in the XI industry every week, um, just sign up. It's you can read the whole newsletter in two minutes each week, and it's called. Perfect. It is called the Immersive Wire. The immersive wire. There you have it. Well, Tom Fisk, thanks for joining us. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. Take care, everyone. Well, there we go. That was Tom Fisk of the Immersive Wire newsletter. Yes, indeed, it was. So you had a lot of good information, huh? I, I feel a little bad. We, <laughs> or we being mostly you, interrogated that poor guy. That was the correct word in the intro. But yeah, no, he, he was a good sport. It, I'm glad he was able to join us. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a wealth of information and contacts and good person to know in the VR world. Yeah. I'm glad we could pick his brain a little bit. It's nice because, you know, we, we're pretty up to date on VR news, but it's also pretty nice to talk to someone that's more up to date than we are so that we can just absorb all the info from one super source. So, yeah. <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah. So he was saying that what were the hot stories of the day that he was saying? WebXR, right? Yeah. WebXR, uh, the new HTC headset, which we talked a lot about earlier, but we could talk a little bit more yeah. about it. And then I think the other one he mentioned was the SnapX and buyout, right. which we talked about that too. But yeah, like those are absolutely all big. For WebXR, I'm, I haven't really messed with it much myself, so I guess it's more of just something that we should check out at some point. It's just uh, sounds like a more easily accessible system for using VR, which at this juncture, honestly, I am pretty happy with my setup for accessibility. I'm on the Vive, as mentioned before, and so I'm largely going through Steam, and Steam is easy. You just <laughs> type in a game, and then you launch it, and then it's launched it's pretty quick and there's still even if you want to do it from within the steam home there's that menu and it's also very easy so same with I, oculus mm -hmm. oculus makes it so easy just to pick and choose from the the things right there in front of you that why why jump onto something else but yeah we should check it out yeah so i guess uh one thing maybe we should have asked uh tom while he was on is why why WebXR? What are the main benefits? So mm. my understanding, other than having everything be a little bit more accessible, is that you can have cross-platform a little bit more easily because 
it's just essentially a website. And so if the platform can run VR websites, then it can run whatever you've got in said website. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is if you're jumping into these websites or whatever, anytime you update the website, there's no like download for the user or anything. That would make sense to me. You just jump in and, oh, hey, this is prettier. Or, oh, hey, this works a little better. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's some appeal there. I could see that. It's definitely one of those things where I don't really see the need for it, but I'm also excited to have people working on it because if you don't see the problem with it, you're never going to want the next thing to be made. I'm I'm down for just make things, and if it's better, then awesome. I'm on board. I'm happy until I'm presented with the next thing that's even better. So Better than awesome. Better than awesome. Everyone's breaking out the emotes. That's how oh, you know we're think, approaching the end. No, that that just happened automatically. I've, I'm wearing a Facebook wristband, and when I think of an emoji, it just <laughs> all it just sends it out. Oh, I see. Isn't that weird? Oh yeah. No, you know, uh, I, I I discover a button, I have to push it. That's all. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, I guess the only other thing that's top of mind for me at the at the exact juncture is the vibe discussion. We could talk a little bit more about it because I, I think it is pretty interesting that this thing that was really, really built up started getting such negative press. And I think in part that's probably actually due to how much it was built up. If it were just like, hey, we made this headset. It's better. You can use your old stuff with it. Then mm -hmm. that'd be one thing. But it was just like, it's the best thing since Cheetos. And <laughs> uh, yeah. so I, I think that's interesting. And the eye tracker thing, I read somewhere at some point that Valve has a patent on something with eye tracker technology. So it's kind of interesting that they didn't do anything with it. And maybe that's part of why people are unhappy about the lack of eye tracker technology is like, hey, aren't you doing stuff with that? But I kind of expect that in future iterations that it would have something with eye tracking. And I also wouldn't be too surprised if, uh, you know, it's kind of like an album starting to get released as singles instead. Just maybe they're releasing headsets and then maybe they'll release like new trollers that can be compatible with them or I don't know. This is all just guessing, or, you know, it's one avenue they could take, but I wouldn't be that surprised mm -hmm. like new because uh, the knuckle controllers are doing pretty well. So I wouldn't be too surprised if they're like, yeah, and here's our next iteration of knuckle controllers that you can use with your Pro 2. So just some thoughts there. But in the next, perhaps the next index instead of the next Vive would be the one with the eye tracker tech. Who knows? Yeah, I think if, if I was going to give them any advice, if they want to get less of a bad review, then just give their next one out for free. <laughs> but I say that and somebody will still go... You know, yeah, it was free, I, but every time I touch the lenses with my greasy hands, I get a smudge, and I really hate that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're people will still complain. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's just, you know, the amount of complaining. It, it is pretty wild, though. You're completely right. There will always be a squeaky wheel. And I, I think it's actually a popular thing to be the squeaky wheel because it gets you heard if everyone's like hey this guy threw uh, a million dollars out of his blimp and the guy that's outraged because the money could have landed on someone and critically injured them with paper 
and that's the one that's going to get on the news. You know. Oh yeah. Squeaky wheel. That's true. Squeaky wheel gets the paper. Okay. Well, so that was Tom Fisk today. Tom Fisk with the Immersive Wire newsletter, and he he has this newsletter that I subscribe to. He found me on LinkedIn, and I signed up, and it, it's good because I I get just this. You know, it's not like this annoying email. It's just a short email with kind of a blast of here are the hot topics, and then you can click on any of them if you want to know more. And he also does a thing on Sundays that I haven't, he was telling us about that I didn't realize he does. He talks to people in the VR industry and interviews them, and and so I need to look into that. But uh, yeah, go sign up if you're interested in the hot topics of of virtual reality. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So if you aren't getting your fill of news here, you can get the rest of it over there. You can double up. But yeah, hot thanks for topics. joining. <laughs> thanks for joining us for this news heavy episode. It's convenient that we had some good spicy news to talk about while we talked to a news guy. Yeah, pretty convenient. Yeah. Thanks, bye. All right. Thanks, Snap. <laughs> well, we'll see you next time.